What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the J Makopa podcast. And I have to tell you, Happy New Year. Happy 2023. You made it. I made it. Must mean we are headed in the right direction. If it's your first time listening, here's your extra immersive. If it's not your first time, here is your extra immersive. Guys, I'm so excited about this year. I hope you are excited about it too. And if you're not excited about it, I want to maybe say, don't be excited, then be faith-filled about the year. Because great things are ahead of us. The reason why great things are ahead of you is because God is with you. God walks with you. God knows you. God hears you when you pray. How could things, good things, not be lined up for you? So it's great. I'm excited about the year. There's some exciting things that are in the pipelines. Freedom Night. Last year, we had a powerful time in Johannesburg. We're going to have two other Freedom Nights. And also a cool thing that's happening in Johannesburg currently is that there are prayer meetings that uh, I'm putting together with a group that is slowly growing in Johannesburg. where we are interceding and believing that God is going to lead us into the next phase of ministry in Johannesburg. So it's exciting times. If you have any questions about that, feel free to hit me on my dms in instagram on twitter and on facebook just say um jay mokopo and you'll find me there so but we're gonna we as faith point church are in uh, a time of 21 prayer 21 days of prayer and fasting right so i thought it's important that we get into scripture and i begin to share the importance of prayer and fasting and there's so many teachings on prayer and fasting but i'm believing that god is going to give me the grace that i'm going to share uh, certain other sides of prayer and fasting that, that you'd understand why you must pray and why you must fast and how it's going to help you in your life right so this is something that um, i'm going to ask you guys to take a part in begin to pray begin to fast when you start a new season take time with god uh, but we are going to look through um scripture today and i believe that it's going to bless you so but we're going to do a series of three weeks it's going to be called why should you pray why you should pray and fast in three parts and this is part one i want to pray for you then we're going to get into it let's pray father thank you so much for um each person who's listening to this message today i pray that you would lead them as they listen i pray god that you would um, give me grace that i would share in a way that they can understand they can take this with them and they can apply it and they'll understand greater my god uh, why we should pray and fast in the mighty name of jesus we all said amen and amen i want to say from the beginning that again there's so much that can be said about prayer and fasting but i'm hoping to give you a, a new and a fresh perspective and the message today that the the series is why you should pray and fast but the message today is um good morning can someone say good morning good morning you know so many times when someone says good morning to you it's something they say in the morning when you wake up good morning good morning good morning but today i'm not talking about the morning in the morning time in the ams i'm talking about a morning when somebody loses something when death arises or when loss has happened and someone begins to mourn you know i believe that god is calling you to have and to develop a good morning the sad thing with so many christians the sad thing that maybe you've seen in your life is that you are bad at mourning 
You are bad at handling defeat. You are bad at handling loss. You are bad at handling disappointment. But God calls you to have a good morning, learning and receiving grace from God on how to suffer well. You see, I want us to go to the book of Galatians chapter 20. 2 verse 20, Galatians 2 verse 20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It says this in the beginning, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. When you have been crucified, what does it mean? It means that you are no longer, you have passed on. It says, I no longer live. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. You know, the first morning, the first uh, sometimes suffering that you have to learn to walk through is the suffering that you experience on your own or within yourself. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says that you have been crucified. It means certain things about yourself must come to an end. Certain ways that you speak must come to an end. Certain uh, practices or things you do must come to an end. And when something passes on, many times they can be a morning. There can be times when you know what God is telling you to do, it's going to cost you. What God is calling you to do, it, it means you're going to have to sacrifice some things. Some things that God is calling you to do, or, or when you look in scripture, it is going against your will. It's going against your feelings. And you can find yourself in a state where you are actually mourning the change that you need to make. You are mourning that God said, let go of that, drop that, uh, put that aside. But God needs you to develop a good morning. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 4, it says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who go through the process of the pain with God because they will be comforted. You know, there are times, again, um, as we are starting a new year and there are things that as you seek God, getting into a new season of your life, God could be calling you to drop things or God can be calling you to pick things up. And when you think about it, it's, it's really changing a lot for you. It means that you're going to have to lose some things, but God is calling you. Why? Why is God calling you? to? Why does he say that from the morning, from the sacrifice, that they will be comforted? It's because we see in the book of John chapter 12, verse 24, Jesus says, Verily I tell you, speaking about himself, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many. Jesus speaking about himself, speaking about his crucifixion, saying that he himself is going to have to go on the cross. We say by faith, by our practice, by our mentality, we partake in the crucifixion of Jesus, not just the resurrection, not just the blessing, but even the crucifixion. Now, if we look, you look at the life of Jesus and you see the fact that he went on the cross, he died. And from that death that brings glory to God, he multiplied. There was actually greater blessing in uh, as a result of the death than if he just said, oh, I'm just going to live my life. 
But, but what Jesus does is he steps into a place where he himself even has to mourn. The Bible tells us that when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, that he spoke to God and said, if this cup can pass for me, let it pass, but not my will, let your will be done. What we see with Jesus is he had a good morning. He mourned the fact that he's going to have to go through this season. He mourned uh, uh, the fact that he's going to have to go through this sacrifice. He mourned the fact that there is a journey he was on that now must come to an end but he says nonetheless your will be done your will be done it may come at a loss it may come at some pain it may require the sacrifice it may require the going down but he trusted that if he lays it down unto the glory of God that they would be a blessing and I want to encourage you with that today I want you to know that God calls you to at times walk through a thing that is uncomfortable because he needs you to know and to trust that the result of anything he calls you to will always be good. You know, sometimes we can only trust, sometimes you can find yourself that you only trust God if what he's asking you to do, you understand how you are going to get a benefit from it. But there are times when God wants you to walk through things that you don't understand because it will develop, shape your trust in him, your faith in him, and you will see the result of faith. Can someone say amen? Now, you may be saying, okay, but Pastor Jay, what, what, what does this have to do with prayer and fasting? When you fast, you are setting your will aside. You are setting your feelings aside. You are setting the things that you enjoy aside. And what does it result in? In your life, it causes you to mourn the food, to mourn the entertainment you were doing, to, to mourn that comfortable life you were living. And like this message goes, God wants you to have a good morning. So when you fast, your body gets into a space where you are mourning the food, but God needs you to develop a good morning. What does that mean? It means that even when your body is crying out, even when you feel weak, even when you feel like, hey, you want to grab onto that food, you want to go back into the old way of, of living or, or living normally outside of the fast. You want to end this fast. You want to break the fast. What is being developed in your spirit is a sense and a strength to continue trusting in God, to continue saying yes to God and to saying yes to your feelings because your eyes are on the greater picture. Your eyes are on the greater purpose. This is what fasting develops in you. And it does not only stop with food, but it begins to move into other areas of your life because you've practiced a good morning. I hope this is helping you. We're going to go to the book of Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10 is where the concept of 21 days fasting comes from. We're going to read from verse 1 to 9. Daniel, Daniel 10, it has 21 verses and it speaks of a three-day fast that Daniel was in. Three, sorry, three-week fast and three weeks is 21 days. Let's look at this. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel who was called Bethshazzar. Um, its message was true and it concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. At 
that time i daniel mourned for three weeks i ate no choice food no meat or wine touched my lips and i used no lotion at all until the three weeks were over on the 24th day of the first month as i was standing on the bank of the of the river the tigris um, i looked out I looked up and there was before me a man dressed in linen with a belt fine gold of upaz uh, around his waist. His body was like topaz, his face like lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like a gleam of burnishing bronze and his voice was like the sound of a multitude. I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. Those who were with me did not see it, but such a terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves. So I was left alone, gazing at his great at this great vision, I had no strength left. My face turned deadly pale and I was helpless. Then I heard him speaking and I listened to him and I fell into a deep sleep, my face to the ground. Can someone say amen today? What we are seeing with Daniel is he sees a vision. It causes him. It says that there's going to be a great war. He is in a space where he begins to fast. He's fasting and he's praying. And what is going on? Even in the fast, he is seeing God. Even in the fast, he is standing in the presence of God. Even in the morning, he is not stopping on his vision, on his purpose. Even in the morning, he's not leaving the presence of God. Even in the morning, we are seeing a picture of a good morning that has come as a result of a fast. Now, we see in Daniel chapter 10 verse 1, in the third day of Cyrus, king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel, who was called Bethesar. Its message was true and it concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. So what we're seeing, it says, a revelation was given to Daniel, but the understanding of the revelation came with a vision. You see, let us look in the book of Proverbs chapter 28, verse 18, where we're getting into why you must fast and pray. Proverbs 29, verse 18, it says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint, but the blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Um, in other, in the in the King James version, it says, "Where there is no vision, the people perish." Right now, revelation and vision are almost like two two sides of a coin. They come, they should come together. A revelation is when it is not just the understanding and the knowledge, but it is being revealed to you where god is giving the, the holy spirit is revealing the importance of a thing to you it's not just you know it but the the deep conviction of that knowledge often you can call that revelation but revelation gives birth to vision revelation gives birth to vision where it is a not just the conviction about a truth but now it even shapes what do you see now it shapes how you look at things now it shapes uh, your, your perception and how you're perceiving a situation when you fast and when you pray the Holy Spirit begins to give you revelation, but fasting also helps you to see things differently, to see things that you would not have seen if you were not taking time to fast. Remember, when you are fasting, you are setting things aside, music, entertainment, food. You're putting those things aside so that your vision is 
clear clearer one reason you fast is because you must understand as a person you are constantly consuming things on your phone in the music on the radio through conversations you are consuming and you especially in the beginning of a year especially when you need to hear from god especially when something important is happening you need to make sure that your vision is is as clear as possible you are detoxing your mind as much as possible. You are detoxing your spirit as much as possible so that you can see not just what's going on, but you can see what God wants you to see. With Daniel, what we see is he begins to see an image. And many times people say, where's Jesus in the Bible? This image here is often the point where we begin to see the presence of Jesus in the Bible. And we see that what Daniel sees in the midst of a war coming, in the midst of bad things coming his way, in the situation where he knows things are about to get difficult, he still sees Jesus. You see, there's too many times in the past year where you've not seen Jesus in your hard times. Too many times when things are confusing and when you need wisdom you can't see jesus you can't see god in the bad news that's coming your way daniel knew that a great war is coming but he sees jesus in the midst of a great war coming his way can someone say amen we go in the book of daniel chapter 10 verse 2 and 3 um, let me just look at the time, how much time we've been on. Uh, okay, cool. So this message is not going to be too long. I remember it's going to be three, three uh, parts, but I just want to digress uh, quickly. Actually, never mind. Let, let's get into uh, Daniel 10 verse 2 to 3. It says, at that time, Daniel mourned. I, Daniel, Daniel was beginning to speak. I mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat, no wine touched my lips, and I used no lotion at all until the three weeks were over. Until the three weeks were over. Listen, you see, when you, when you fast and you pray, what, what, what Daniel is, what's going on with Daniel is he is mourning. And as he is mourning, he is fasting. The mourning is causing him and the fast is leading him that even in a morning, even when things are not good, I am still seeking God. But let me break it down even further. Number one was when you fast, you it helps you to see what God wants you to see. F number one, fasting, it gives you the revelation because when you fast, it's important to know this. Fasting is not just about, I'm not going to eat. Fasting is when you begin to increase your time in the word of God. You increase your time in prayer. So if every day you would spend 30 minutes praying and fast, praying and reading the, the, the word of God, when you fast, you must increase that. Maybe it must go to an hour. You have to increase because if you are not praying and you're not fasting during, if you're not praying and you're not reading the word during fasting, you are just on a crazy diet. If you are not praying, if you are not reading the word, and you're saying you're fasting, and your prayer is not increasing, your prayer is not increasing every day. I'm not saying, oh, then, then. every day. And your reading of God's word did not increase every day. 
that is not fast you are just on a crazy diet you are starving okay <laughs> don't starve yourself fast so 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 that's number one because what happens is as you're reading the word as you are praying the revelation the understanding the conviction comes because you are reading more you are praying more so you're communicating to god the clearest way god speaks to you is through his word it's his word he said it so you you hear from god in the word of god but when you pray you speak so this is the the the, the communication that happens with god in his word we are you're hearing you're hearing him you're hearing when you hear him and on what he says it is almost as if there is a reply in prayer Prayer is a, re- is a response to his word. So it's important that you don't just say, I pray, but you're not reading his word. It means how, what communication is happening with God. Now, in that communication, the Holy Spirit gives you revelation. You're convicted on the inside, but it moves beyond that revelation. It then is transferred into vision. That's point number one. Point number two that I'm getting into. I just wanted to make that clear. Point number two is Daniel was fasting. He was mourning and he is fasting. He has a good morning. When he is feeling bad, he is seeking God. Fasting helps you to shape your life and to shape your spirit and to shape your mind into a place where when things are bad, When you are disappointed, when you are feeling pain, you do not turn to the things of this world, but you turn to God. Explained, it's like this. When you fast and your body is crying out for food, you are not feeling good. When you fast and you are feeling weak, You are not feeling good. It's going against your will. It's going against something that would bring comfort to you. When you fast and you are uncomfortable, everything in you is saying, reach out to the food. Go to that place. Break this fast because it is uncomfortable. Your body and your flesh is crying out for the things in this world. Your body and your your, your mind and your emotions are crying out to grab onto something outside of God. But the fast is developing and cultivating in you the ability to reach to God when things are bad, to reach out to Him, to go to pray, to look into His Word when everything in your body is saying do the opposite. This is why it's important for you to fast. This is why fasting must be in your lifestyle. This is why it must not just be a thing that happens in church, but it must be a thing that you apply in your own personal life because it will help you stand when the storms come, stand when the temptation comes, stand when the depression and the discouragement comes your way. What Daniel does, he's mourning and he is fasting. Often what you can look like is you can look like Peter. In the book of Matthew chapter 16, verse 22 to 24, it says, Peter took him aside, takes Jesus aside. Jesus was just saying, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to be crucified. Peter takes Jesus aside and says, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter. So 
Peter says, you're not going to die. Now, why does Peter say, Jesus, you're not going to die? You must remember that Peter literally gave his whole life up to follow Jesus. Peter has been seeing miracles with Jesus. Peter has been seeing provision with Jesus. Jesus is his provision, his, his help, his leader, his, his covering, his safety. So now when Peter hears that his safety, miracles, provision, help, salvation, wisdom, guidance, all of that is going away. Peter says, ah, that's not going to happen to you. I've given up too much. I've given up my whole life. I dropped everything to be here and I am not going to stop. I'm, you are not going anywhere. What Jesus then says, he turns to Peter and says, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Jesus says, if you want to be his disciple, you have to pick up your cross, deny yourself and follow him. You see, that's the third thing about fasting. Fasting sets you up to be, uh, fasting sets you up to be, to walk in the steps of what a disciple is, to look like a disciple, to have the lifestyle of a disciple of Jesus. You see, what Peter did when a life began to shake is he began to hold on to the concerns of man. When life began to shake, his mind was not on the things of God. Peter, when he saw that Jesus is going to die, he said that, nah, I, I, I don't want my situation to change. I want to set things up that it's going to suit me. You see, Peter, it was not so much about what is the concern of God. It was what is my concern? When you don't fast, your mind, when life shakes, when things are painful, when things are not going your way, you are going to be the type of believer who you are concerned about what people are saying. You're concerned about your well-being. You're concerned about your plans. You're not thinking about the plans of God. You stop praying. You stop going to church. You stop being the person God's called you to be because your mind is on the things of man. But Jesus says to Peter, he rebukes him and says, when things are shaking, you are even responding in a way that the enemy responds. You are not responding to what God wants in the situation. You're not responding. Now, fasting sets you up to be the type of person that when life shakes, you are concerned about the things of man. As you are fast, uh, no, you are concerned about the things of God. As you fast, as you fast, you are setting up and you are molding your spirit, your mind and your life. That when things are uncomfortable, you are still going to be seeking out the mind and the heart of God. When you are not fasting, this is not something if, that you will have developed. It is going to be a weak part in your life. Let me say this to you. When you don't fast and pray, you are going to be weak to stand up when things are not going your way. Because fasting, it, it strengthens your weakness. It's, uh, sorry, if, uh, uh, when you don't fast, you are not strengthening your weakness. 
because when you fast it is making you have a greater grace or have a greater practice in saying no to your flesh when you fast you are practicing saying no to things that are taking you off the path that God has called you to walk on i want to say that to you one more time when you fast and you pray you are strengthening your no to the world when you fast and when you pray you are strengthening your no to the flesh when you fast and when you pray you are strengthening your no to the world and on the other side of that when you fast and when you pray you are strengthening your yes to Jesus you are strengthening your yes to the holy spirit you are strengthening your yes to the heavenly father to his way to his will because fasting puts you in a place where that tension is and when the tension hits your life you still say yes to Jesus when tension hits your life hits your emotions you still say yes to Jesus when tension hits your body you still are saying yes to Jesus and this is what fasting does and cultivates in your life i want to encourage you to fast fasting fasting and la- uh, last but not least um it simply makes you a disciple where you deny yourself. Jesus says if you want to be a disciple you must deny yourself. Jesus says that if you want to be his disciple you must deny yourself. This is another reason why you must fast because fasting is denying yourself of the food, denying yourself of the secular entertainment, denying yourself of going to places you should you are denying yourself so that you are able so that you are able to say yes to him because if you are if you can't say no to you it means that god's voice in your life will not be the loudest denying yourself is making even your voice to become lower when you deny yourself it makes your opinion lower when you deny yourself and when you fast it makes your longings your desires lower and creates greater space for the desires and the will of god so if you want to be a disciple if you want to be one who is going to follow god through the good times and through the bad times it's important that you practice fasting because fasting again it follows the principle that John the Baptist says that he must increase i must decrease so when you fast you are decreasing yourself so that there's more space for the increase of god's will increase of god's voice increase of god's word increase of the presence of god increase of tapping into the grace of god over your life hey do you need to begin to fast Maybe you're listening to this podcast right now and as Faith Point Church we are in 21 days of fasting and prayer. But maybe this is not something that uh, you're going to listen to during the beginning of the year. Maybe you're going to listen to this later. I want to encourage you to begin to fast. Decide how you will fast. Many times people do a 6 to 6 fast from 6 in the 
6 a.m. to 6 p.m. They are not eating between that time. During that time, they are just drinking water, but they are seeking God. They are reading the Bible. Remember, don't just say, I'm, I'm not eating. They are reading the Bible more. They are praying more. Try to do a one-day fast if that's something that you're only starting to get into. Or you can do a Daniel fast. It's called the Daniel fast where people just eat vegetables and water. Or you begin to fast social media. You fast television. You fast sort of things. So you can seek and hear from God. So you can deny yourself. So that you can practice and strengthen your no to the world. Your no to the flesh. Your no to the enemy. And you can strengthen your yes to God. Hey. Um, we've come to the end of the of the episode and I'm hoping that um, I'm going to even ask you to read the book of Daniel chapter 10, um, just the 21 verses. So you can see where, 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 where 21 days of prayer and fasting comes from. And please stay tuned to the whole uh, series of why you should pray and fast. Guys, um, please, um, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, I come before you. I thank you for everyone who's listening. I pray, Father, that you strengthen them to, to walk into prayer and fasting. Uh, Father, I pray that uh, this would be a practical under, uh, teaching that people would understand why they must pray, why they must pray and fast together. Father, you are our Lord and our God. I ask you in the mighty name of Jesus to, to strengthen your people as they are going to practice prayer and fasting. For those who've been praying and fasting for a long time, I pray, my God, that this was a refreshing word for them. But for those who need to start, I pray... Uh, you give them that courage that they begin to um, walk the life of a disciple, that you give them vision and you also strengthen their ability to say no to the enemy, to the world and to the flesh and to say yes to you, to your spirit and to your ways. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray and we say amen, amen. Guys, we've come to the end of the first teaching about why you must pray and fast. Uh, please send this to all your loved ones. Please send this um, to your friends and please send this to the haters. The haters need a lot of help, guys. They, they need grace. They're not fine. The haters are not okay. <laughs> Send this to the haters so that they can fast and pray as well. We love God. We're seeking Him. Guys, I love you. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate you. Um, this is going to be a great year. Uh, I believe it. I hope you believe it too. I believe it for your life. Uh, stay positive. Stay full of faith because um, there's great things that are awaiting us. Thank you so much. Peace. We're out. <laughs>